Joshua Nation, welcome to season two of It's All in the Roses, a podcast where two astrology enthusiasts break down all the loving, fighting, and rose giving of the franchise. This week, we're breaking down episode nine of Peter's Bachelor season. I'm Susie. And I'm Kristen, and it's time to look toward the stars. everyone welcome back to another week of roses uh, fantasy suite week oh, almost Whoa. done with this trash can of a season i know we're, we're <laughs> where does the time go when you're hating it <laughs> we love to hate it i <laughs> love to hate it before we get into our episode breakdowns and all we're just going to do our quick social media plugs which are quite interesting this week. Definitely make sure to <laughs> head over to Twitter at It's All Roses. Um, Kristen was the author of a now viral tweet. Like um, legit viral. Legit viral. We have <laughs> over 4,000 likes. I think like 600 retweets. Yeah. We're definitely going to link it in the episode notes. Not going to say anything about it because we want to make sure you all go and check it out. Um, but it's pretty funny. What, what did someone say? Best tweet of the Best season. Best tweet of the season was a comment someone left on it. Which Thank I you, random Twitter user. <laughs> if someone deems one of our tweets and not Brett Vergara's tweets as the best oh of the season. Oh my god. Then I count that a win. True. I love Brett's tweets. At It's All Roses on Twitter. Also check us out on Instagram at It's All in the Roses. Email us. It's all in the roses at gmail.com. And if you are loving our content, all our astro takes, if you love our viral tweet, make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you're able to leave reviews. Before we move any further, just want to remind you all that Kristen and I are not astrology experts. We are mere enthusiasts. The book we reference um, throughout our episodes is called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. That is by Joanna Martine Woolfolk. We're going to move right into our Virgo and Gemini moves of the week, starting with Kristen's Virgo move. Yes, I feel like a lot of my Virgo moves have to do with organization and just being <laughs> really boring, but I'm okay no, with that. Okay. So this week, again, in another Virgo proactive and practical mood, I put together a more detailed list of literary agents that I already made a oh. couple months ago. And kind of just organized another document of the top 10 that I think would mesh well Ooh. with the book pro project I have and I organized their contact info and what a uh -huh. query to them should look like and a query is basically a pitch of your manuscript and why you think they'll like it and how they could get in touch with you your background things like that so almost at that step to send oh my god right you know still tweaking a few things but we're getting there it's all too exciting i really have to finish your draft i know i'm still debating whether i want my mom to read it or not because i had a teacher <sighs> friend of my dad's read it and okay. her feedback was really helpful and okay now it's just like oh i don't know especially because i'm writing the a new book project that is just so different and it's still so fresh that I really love to do it and then I compare the two even though they're nothing alike 
then it's like, oh, is the first one any good? So, yeah. What was your gem move of the week? So, in Gemland, Mercury in general is a sign that rules communication, but it's also a Gemini's ruling planet. This week, um, in my workspace, like my boss is a very big advocate of taking personality tests just to understand, um, you know, your coworkers and the people you're around and why why they may be doing something some way. And I feel like this week we've really gotten back to that, like taking leadership personality tests and Myers-Briggs and um, the love languages test because we've had a couple of like new interns come on and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, um, I do that a lot in work, but I feel like now I've been starting to obsess with like people's personality types outside of work. And I feel like that just really speaks to the gem tendency in me to want to be able to communicate um, with everyone. Yeah. To, to my best potential. Yeah. What kind of tests have you been taking? I took a new one this week that I hadn't taken. It's, um, like a leadership tendency mm. test. I can, maybe I'll add it in the notes. <laughs> um, so basically, and I, I mean, I could like see this, but my leadership tendencies are symbolic and political, which means I very much value um, people's passion and like need to, uh, really like sympathize with the cause and stuff. Mm, I can see that with you. It's very like being an inspirational leader. And then the political is being able to like negotiate with people, which also makes sense because I'm like a program and service coordinator. So you kind of have to be able to do that in that role. Now we're going to move into bachelor nation broadcast. Um, Again, we're just going to revisit our viral tweet. We will link it in the notes. Please make sure you go check it out. Um, anything else you'd like to say, Kristen, about the viral tweet? I am, as someone who is kind of bad at Twitter, I'm just very proud of myself <laughs> for pulling this through in time to really be appreciated by the masses. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm so proud. And then... Um, second, our second piece of news that is quite funny, I, I think I literally, I mean, everyone like scrolls on their phone or something during commercial breaks. I physically had to put my phone down and like turn the <laughs> volume up when <laughs> on a commercial break, they were announcing that the franchise is looking for seniors or people in their golden Golden years (laughs) um yeah they have like open casting so the franchise is casting for a seniors version of the bachelor um there's not too much info out now although abc exec rob mills um has confirmed that the casting will be for people 65 years old and over um and quote the producers of the bachelor are looking for active and outgoing single men and women in their golden years for a new exciting dating show. We're really getting a lot of um a lot of spin-offs. Fans. Yeah, spin-offs. It's kind of exhausting to think of. I don't know how I feel about this senior version. I don't know, but after seeing another promo for the listen 
for your heart. Oh, to God. Your heart. I, I can't with it. <laughs> yeah, we got we to gotta stick to the, the golden triangle. Bachelor, yes. Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise. Maybe an honorary exception for yeah, summer games. For games. <laughs> yeah, we like the games. So that's everything for Bachelor Nation broadcast. We're going to move right into our episode breakdown of Fantasy Suite Week. You started kissing all your friends. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. Okay, so we are here. It is Fantasy Sweet Week. Um, yeah, we moved from the airplane anger to the Gold Coast. But before we get into all the action, we We've been following Pete and these women for the past eight weeks at this point. So, you know, with each episode, we try to bring in as much new content in terms of signs and how these signs um, fit together in relationships. But we're always looking to continue to bring in new information. So this week, we're going to add an element of the decans to our readings of our contestants. For those of you who do not know... Each sign is divided into three parts, and those three parts are called decans. So there are 12 signs in the zodiac, and each of the signs has a first, a second, and a third decan. Each decan is about 10 days long, and a decan doesn't change the general characteristics of a sign, but what it does help you do is um, refine and individualize those very general characteristics because certain ones can be more closely associated with um, the different time of like the sign, you know, within Mm -hmm. the like 30 day window or whatever of your sign. Um, Each decan is also associated with a constellation that has a special meaning attached to it, which I think is pretty cool. I'm not sure if I knew that. And each decan has a planetary sub-ruler. So as I mentioned earlier in my gem move of the week, um, Mercury is the ruler of the Gemini sign in general, but then each decan is also going to have a planetary sub-ruler And it could be the same as the sign's general ruler. Um, This planetary sub-ruler does not dominate the overall rulership of that first main sign, though. Um, To illustrate a decan, we're going to use our boy, Pilot Pete, the reason we are here. So Pilot Pete is a Leo, but he's born August 4th. We love fourth birthdays i am june 4th so pilot p is a second decan of leo so the key word for these second decans is expansion um the constellation associated with pilot p and second decans is ursa major or the great bear and this symbolizes wisdom <laughs> and that <laughs> maybe not for pilot uh, p maybe not for-, <laughs> for barack obama and Meghan markle who share his birthday yes maybe pilot pete mm. <laughs> there we go uh, maybe maybe he'll grow into the wisdom <laughs> we can only hope yes um and then planetary subruler for the second decans of leo is jupiter um and <laughs> Again, LOL, Jupiter accents intellectual and visionary qualities. 
Um, so a couple of things that are associated with second decans of Leo um, is their ability to dissect problems and see immediately what needs to be done. Um, and this gives them a authority um, that other people really respond to. Because I guess that calls back to the visionary quality. Um, second decan Leos are jovial and good humored, but they find it very hard to laugh at themselves. Um, and I feel like this is pretty true. Pete has a tendency to become very serious very quickly. Um, he's very hot and cold in terms of the jump lighthearted to a darker side. And then second decan Leos are sometimes thought of as overconfident, um, but this is simply an expression of their genuine enthusiasm and their willingness to try new experiences and all that. So there we have it. Pilot P, our second decan. Yes, Leo. I find this so interesting because I always think like looking at my own sign, I always think just mentality, mm -hmm. going by mentality, say the August Virgos are so different than September Virgos. And oh, you do, I yeah. just had so many friends born within the first 10 days of September that friends that were born in late September, but still a Virgo and friends that were born in August and technically Virgos, it was just so different. And I just had kind of like, a simpatico nature with the ones mm. born within the first week of September. So now I know there's an explanation for that by astrology Definitely. standards. Yeah, and I think I've mentioned a couple of times too that my uh, close circle of friends were all Geminis and were also all second decan Geminis. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's I guess fun. I love if it's it. early in the month, I guess I'm a second decan virgo right if i'm the second yes yes you would be oh, oh. and <laughs> and i tried to like find synergies like that between second first third decans but i'm not sure if our book breaks it down that generally i'll have to take another look guys there's so much in this book <laughs> y'all y'all gotta get a copy okay so Moving into the episode, we start um, we start off post-rose ceremony because last episode, um, after Kelsey was sent home um, and the other women have their roses, we see Madison pull Peter aside um, and she wants to talk to him about uh, their relationship moving forward into Fantasy Suite Week. And this is where we pick up here. Um, so Maddie tells cameras, I don't think Peter knows how much I'm struggling with moving to the next level. My faith is everything to me. I can't keep moving forward and continuing this relationship if I don't get the clarity and peace and confidence that I need. So last week we talked a little bit about um, Aries and how they are a sign that takes action despite any nervousness they may be feeling inside they'll like present a confident exterior last week we saw that with kelsey and this week right off the bat we're seeing it with madison who just you know needs to get everything out in the open to an extent i guess um so then maddie goes right in and says to peter that 
quote, if you were to sleep with someone else, it would be hard for me to really move forward in this. And I feel like I owe it to you to be upfront and honest with you about that. That's really important with me. Um, Pete is just kind of like, what, what is the word? They always blindsided. Yes, blindsided, shell-shocked. A bit blindsided um, by this. Um, and he kind of like presses Maddie a little bit about it, but she kind of dances around the idea of it being a total deal breaker for her. So was it wrong for Maddie to save this conversation for this stage in the game? And also would it have mattered as much if Pete was not all about the sexy Leo vibes? (laughs) What do you think? Well, there's so many sides to this, and we'll probably go into detail with it again when we discuss her Later, date. Yeah. But I think she alluded to her faith being very important to her previously with Peter. Am I right? Like before sure. this yes. week? So oh, definitely, yeah. She kind of knew where she was coming from, and I feel like... I don't know. Depending on the context of the situation where she brought it up, it would only makes sense if the bachelor is supposed to be about this heightened circumstance where you can get all those serious relationship questions out in the blue instantly if someone were to talk about their faith and you knew that they came from this more conservative southern background i think it would be kind of a natural thought to be like well does that affect your relationships (laughs) in the way you view certain things i don't know is that too stereotypical thinking of me no, not at all. I think it's, like, very logical thinking. Um, is Pete the most logical person? Mm. No. <laughs> but also, um, but- <laughs> I think because Madison is the way she is, you know, she's very reserved. She's not going to be the one airing this kind of intimate information just for the heck of it. I think I can understand why she saved it for this point, but her family also asked her during hometowns, oh, you haven't brought this up yet? So, right. And again, it's like, well, she has limited time with him, but... Yes, yes. Um, Her mom really emphasized that time point um, Mm -hmm. and saying that Maddie is really someone that needs a lot of time to really open up um, and I, I guess show all her cards. I just think it's interesting and and Pete kind of points to it at the end of this little post row ceremony segment is that they started off so strong and I feel like this whole time we've all thought they're so strong they're so strong they're so strong but how how strong can they be if they have not begun to have conversations like this you know yes and I think because they're in this like it's moving slower yes and i think it's difficult to see from where they're at now just how different their real lives are i can see if they do end up together their lifestyles just not meshing very well yes i could see that and then again which we'll discuss later when we talk about her date i'm assuming she went into this knowing that peter did it four times in the windmill (laughs) so I Wait, very true. Thinking, but very, yeah. very true. Alrighty. But yeah, yeah, we can get into that mm-hmm. a little later. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so Pete is just trying to get something out of Maddie, and he's like, what are you asking me? Pete says that it's not fair um, to his other relationships, but he doesn't want to give her doubt um, or think anything less about um, the relationship and that they have. So Madison says that she doesn't want to give him like a hard answer, doesn't want to tell him um, yes or no about where she stands and like her expectations for Peter. And Pete very, I think rightfully so, says that he kind of needs to know now before going into the week. So he continues to ask for clarification on whether or not she would be turned off um, by, by him. his actions yeah, or her, her own choices her. in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Madison doesn't want to give him the ultimatum and like give him a hard line of what he can and can't do. Um, but then Madison does leave us with this closer. Actions speak louder than words. And I'm really big on that. Um, obviously, because she was the one that like initiated this whole conversation. Um, again, Aries being a sign of action. Yes. And then we've also talked about the Aries Leo power dynamic and how these are both signs that um, lean towards leadership roles. Um, and I think throughout this conversation, both Maddie and Peter were being very cautious about not crossing a line with each other. Um, and this is something that our book says is essential to a successful pairing between Aries and Leo. Just kind of keeping each other in check, staying on the same level. Yeah. Um, great. And then I think right after they like wrap this all up, Pete to like the cameras all, he says, Maddie means so much to me, but I was kind of throwing a curveball. She wouldn't be okay with me being intimate with anyone else. I need to feel like she's on the same level as I'm at. I think he also mentioned here that um, Hannah Ann had said he she was falling for him or like in love with him. Victoria said that she's falling for him and Maddie hasn't really expressed that yet. Mm-hmm. So again, another hint that they're moving slower than I thought. Um yeah, so a little bit more about Aries Leo. These are both fire signs, so they're very active and enthusiastic. And Aries, I think we've talked a little bit before about it being a cardinal sign. Um, they're initiators. Um, and Leos are more of a fixed sign, so they're resistant to change. And they're characterized as being perfectors and finishers. Yes, um, I think a big thing of what we've seen with Peter this season is that he's a bit of a people pleaser. So, and I think, especially at this phase, he's essentially said that Madison is the one that he feels most strongly about at this point. So, for her to not be happy with what's going on, I think Mm -hmm. that really bugs him and he wants to make it better. But he knows that by doing so, he's going against everything that he wants to do. He wants to give the other relationships a shot. He has been intimate in the past and this week he's going to be intimate mm-hmm. so it's just kind of going against everything this whole experience was yeah. about it's like how much will he give 
Yeah, yeah. All right. With that, we move to we move on to Gold Coast Australia. Woo! With some great little intro shots. Definitely not <laughs> shot by ABC. <laughs> that was like Australia Tourism 101. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. Um, yeah, so we're moving. We're in Australia. Peter says he's feeling very serious about all of his relationships. And then we find out that the women are all living together. Um, Fantasy Suite Week. And throughout this episode, we just get... <laughs> very awkward like two minute i don't know check-ins with them they're all just sitting around on couches commenting on each other's outfits it's (laughs) it's strange hannah and maddie never left that couch it was like the new hannah g waiting for colton last season Uh (laughs) just hanging out in a hotel room all day (laughs) gosh also, I feel like it's so awkward, too, just because we've talked a lot about how we haven't really seen, like, friendships develop this mm. season. So I don't yeah. consider any of the women friends. Yeah, Weird. and it doesn't really seem like they are. <laughs> they didn't really give like, any impression that they were. <laughs> yeah, I, also, I'm surprised that Victoria even, like, talks to the other women. Mm. Like, that was <laughs> shocking to me. Okay. So Pete walks in again. Well, Pete walks in right um, right among the women all sitting on their couches. And he whisks Hannah Ann away on the first date. Um, Hannah Ann's birthday is April 25th. So she is a first decan of Taurus. Um, so for first decans, Venus is both. Um, their ruler as the ruler of the Taurus sign in general, but also the sub-ruler of the first decan. So this really um, emphasizes and heightens their charming social touch and their kind and sympathetic nature. First decan Tauruses are also known for their artistic eye for beauty and design. She painted a portrait for Peter before night one of the season. Um, And I think she's just like her fashion game is a one to be honest so there's that um venus in this decan indicates a love of beautiful possessions and this can sometimes be a fault because um these taurins will be too acquisitive and materialistic um (laughs) i feel like hannah like definitely strikes me as a little materialistic not to be mean but (laughs) Yeah, and then the worst faults of first decan Tauruses are um, that they are stubborn and they refuse to venture into new areas. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you know, they had the whole talk where they addressed that it takes Hannah Anna, Hannah and some time. <laughs> Hannah Anna. Hannah Anna. Hannah Anna. Hannah Anna, not from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Ann, where they, Peter and Hannah Ann address um, that it takes some time for her to really open up. Um, and she was stubborn in conflict with Cheyenne at the beginning of the season when it came to her time with Peter. So there she is. For this date, they're going jet skiing. Woo. Um, Peter's very excited to spend the whole day with her. And Hannah says that after seeing Peter with her family, she felt like it was complete. I guess she means like a complete picture. Um, 
asked Peter, she asked Peter about her week and she says that seeing him last week made her really emotional. Wait, says that seeing him get emotional. Yeah. Seeing him, seeing Peter be upset and emotional last week really bothered her. So she's very adamant about checking up on him this week. Um, she says that, quote, no matter what happens this week, I will be here. I didn't really get that. I mean, what if he sends you home? I have then a you take on her. Okay. And then she also says that she believes in him, and that overrides anything else. Torrens um, are involved in this constant search for security and permanence. And I feel like those two... Like, no matter what happens, I'll be here for you. Um, I really believe in you. I feel like that is just Hannah trying to um, project security in the relationship with Peter. So then Pete tells Hannah that he's falling in love with her. And Hannah says that him saying that really means a lot to her, you know, and he gave this whole spiel about your dad told me not to like say this unless I really meant it. But here I go saying it because I really mean it. So there's that. Or maybe that wasn't her dad. That might have been another dad. Honestly, every dad. dad. Every dad. (laughs) Okay. Peter says that Hannah is someone he can lean on 100% through the good and bad times. And he says, quote, If that is what love is, it's true love because I'm feeling it. So with the Taurus-Leo romantic dynamic, a Taurus needs appreciation and a Leo demands constant praise. I think we've seen a lot of um, Hannah Ann praising um, Peter. The example Mm -hmm. that stands out in my mind is, of course, the letter. Oh, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. You know? That was like complete praise for Pete and he adored that. And then, you know, I feel like Peter, ever ever since Hannah Ann started to open up, I feel like Peter um, has been like consistently reassuring her and, and appreciating the honesty she like gives him. So I do think there's like a good balance between that now. Um, in terms of the amorous states for the signs um, being in love brings out the best in Torin women um, and Hannah Ann ever since hometowns just seems to be a little more likable yeah a little more you know we're not we don't love her but she's definitely a little more likable I think the season was trying to paint her as a villain before it was clear that that was just going to be the theme of the season that everyone gets to be the villain for a little bit <laughs> so but yeah, she's been seeming a little more neutral good than yeah. What's the other term? Not chaotic good, lawful no. good. <laughs> she's that one. <laughs> um, I didn't mind her at all this episode. Yeah, I thought she was nice, refreshing. Um, and then a Taurus is not going to be rushed in attraction and is slow to make up their mind. We've talked a bit about. Hannah opening up a little already um, and then lastly to attract a Leo you need to show by your actions attention and compliments that you are lost in admiration done um, she did it um, and she Hannah she's read this book 
Hannah adores she's read this book. <laughs> yeah, we'll save it at that. We move into the night portion of the date. Hannah calls it a big night. She says she's really anxious. Um, and Peter says that, that he really means it when he talks about being in love with her. Um, Hannah says she lets someone in. She lets them all in and would rather walk away heartbroken than with regret. Um, and something really interesting I found in our book, I think under general, Taurus is that Taurans have this combination of their dependable, sensible side and their sensitive and emotional side. Um, and then, quote, inside every practical, stolid seeming Taurus, there is a romantic dreamer struggling to get out. And I feel like her saying that is like this to a T. Also, I have a friend, one of my close friends is a Taurus. And I, I feel like she is very very like put together mm. but she'd she'd do anything for love kind yeah, of yeah i keep thinking with most of these descriptions of a taurus i keep thinking of Catherine lowe and it just fits her so well and mm. i've said this before but i feel like in maybe 10 years i could see hannah ann being a total Catherine lowe just very chill yeah. and just in love with Doing her, her family and her husband and yeah, yeah. So for this dinner portion, Hannah Ann has some interesting fashion. A lot of hits and misses, I would I say. I like it. She comes in with this flowing mullet-like pink I dress. I it. She looks like she's checking into a hotel room after an aqua-themed prom. That? She looks like she's Emma Roberts and JoJo's long lost <laughs> best friend in Aquamarine. <laughs> It's interesting. <laughs> it I really like this. Help her look any older. That's the thing. On her, it just looks so young. I think that's my issue with most of her clothes. They just make her look younger than she is. Yeah, I didn't like that like crop top thing she wore earlier in the episode. It was weird. But uh, Christopher, I might have to pull a you and track down this dress. Not oh, that I really? want it for myself. I'm just curious about it. Yeah, who so designed I know, it? I tried to track down one of Laura Jean's dresses and to all the boys too and it was $200 so then I cried <laughs> uh, it's cute, cute dress Ooh. okay and then we kind of leave off um, uh, obviously Hannah like accepts and they go to the fantasy suite together and they're in a penthouse and, and, and we had our first jacuzzi sighting they didn't go or at least we didn't see them go in the jacuzzi but what the hell? But it was there. How has how have we only I just don't know. now gotten our first? Jacuzzi? I just got a flashback of Becca M and Ari That's in a hot tub. What I was woods. thinking about, <laughs> I know. Uh, that might okay. have been the last one we've seen. I'm trying to think. No. Was there one on Colton season? I'm not sure. Oh damn. <laughs> All right, yeah, and they're just, like, up in the suite, lovey-dovey. Uh, Peter says that Hannah's the most perfect woman I've ever dreamt of. <laughs> okay. <Pete>. And then... <laughs> Pete. And then we pan to the women the next day, and there are no morning after shots, which is disappointing. I love the little morning after blurbs. Um. Yeah, oh, oh, and important to note that Madison the next day tells Victoria that she's close to reaching a breaking point under this entire situation, 
with Hannah Ann not having come back, but then Hannah Ann does walk in. Yeah. So it kind of mellows it out a little. Very interested in how Victoria interacted with these women because we've seen her turn so quickly when she's talking to Pete and we've seen her actually say fully formed sentences around the women. I'm just curious to what they think of her. What was the general consensus? Were they friends? Were they neutral? Because I would like after seeing the edit that we've seen at Victoria, I would never say anything personal to her. I'd just oh, be like, neither. no, she's going to use it against me. She's going to twist my words. I'm just not going to talk. And and wasn't she, she was kind of twisting words a little later in the episode, no? A little bit, With ultimatum, yeah. a little. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's weird. But again, that's why I think it's so... Um, interesting that she was actively speaking to the women like she kind of talked more than hannah ann and madison combined yes and i noticed she always puts on the higher pitched tone when she talks to peter like kind of a baby voice yeah and she has the normal lower tone when she's talking to the girls so i think this is very much of she knows how to get what she wants from men and she becomes this other person when she's talking to them that's the only reason oh, yeah. I think we haven't seen complaints about victoria from the other women totally did you see demi's tweet about victoria no what she say? she was like i would do anything for victoria f and people were like demi what wtf like what do you mean and she just responded she hot bro <laughs> <laughs> dead oh, oh gosh Speaking of Victoria, her date is next because, of course, we have to save Madison for the end. Um, so Victoria is a Libra. Her birthday is October 7th, so she's a second decan Libra. Um, this first quote under second decan Libra is her to a T. I will read it now. The scales, Libra's symbol, also represent a duality that often makes you feel like two different people. Bruh. Mm -hmm. Unreal. Also, people are often surprised by the sharpness of the minds of second decan Libra since their personality tends to be more serene and charming. Eh, I could kind of see that, I guess. And lastly, second decan Libras are independent people, yet they need companionship and love. Which was interesting because Victoria opens up a little bit about her past relationship um, in this one-on-one. Yes, so let's get into that. Ahead of the date, Peter says that it's frustrating that Victoria walks away whenever they disagree. So he's going into this day with his eyes wide open, but he's still reserved, as he should be. And he wants to address the obvious when they see each other. But he tells Victoria that he still trusts her and he has their back. And they go on a helicopter ride. They end up in, what would you call it, a forest yeah and they're hanging out there and victoria says that she was scared (sighs) that peter felt differently after the hometown week that they had and we forgot to mention this before when all the women arrived in their little suite maddie asked them how their hometowns went and hannah was like oh yeah good yeah and then victoria just like nods and says yeah it was good like so that just 
gives off so much insight, I think, about how she acts around the other women that she's just silent about how she is with Peter and what their relationship is like, which is probably why the women don't seem to have an issue with her. You don't think that it have that if it had gone well, she would have like said a little more. I don't think like, so. Like you don't no. think a, a, she has like a braggart side. Well, just reading the room, I feel like no mm. one would have really gone into detail. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And Peter says that interestingly enough, going along with all this Victoria <laughs> sketchiness, Peter says that he feels horrible about what happened outside of her parents' house. <laughs> But that it meant a lot to him that he she came to see him at the hotel the next day. So again, him. he's taking on responsibility for this. He is kind of acting like she has no fault in this. They don't bring up the rumors that Marissa brought up in Virginia Beach. It's all mm-hmm. very odd. And it's all very questionable when it comes to Pete's well-being, I think. Yeah. No, like, this is, like, flat-out manipulation. How mm-hmm. do you get someone to take... It's, yeah, to take the full... I don't know, like, load or burden of this. It's so yeah. interesting. It's... Oh, oh Pete. <laughs> Petey Pete. Worries and me. <laughs> again, meanwhile, back at the ranch, <laughs> Hannah Ann is asking Maddie about her conversation with Peter at the rose ceremony. And Madison talks about the, the expectations she set up for herself and Peter and their relationship. And she says that she knows she has high standards, but she would hate that Peter didn't think about those when it came to her or their relationship. So she feels like this upcoming date is making or break it for her. And Hannah Ann, she gets the scoop that it's essentially Peter's mm-hmm. actions with her and Victoria that would affect Maddie's decision. And speaking to the cameras, Hannah Ann says that realizing this threw her off and that she doesn't feel too great about it. Yeah. Th- this... I did not love this conversation because it made me realize that Hannah Ann and Madison aren't really friends. Even though this whole time, mm. I was like, yeah, they seemed like they would be close. No. Yeah. I have a feeling we saw some shots of Madison with Kelly. I feel like she was yeah. probably friends with the low-key girls in the house. And mm. we saw Hannah Ann with McKenna a lot. So that explains oh, yeah. a that lot about girl. Hannah Ann. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just very interesting. I'm in- intrigued about Paradise to see how friendships oh, may play God. out there. And I feel sorry for the women from other seasons that are going to be on Paradise this year. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, goodness. Hey, I yikes. hope these men don't match the caliber of craziness that we've seen this season. Hey, yeah. And back on Victoria's date, Peter says that their relationship is the most tested one he has here. Oh, and he has really? questions. Yeah, didn't know. He has <laughs> questions and conversations that he's excited to have with her on their fantasy suite date. And oh, this God. is when Victoria opens up about her past. She said she had a past relationship for about three and a half years when he never asked her about her feelings. So with, with when with Peter, she gets defensive about um, talking about her feelings because mm-hmm. her mind always goes to, why is he asking me that? Am I doing something wrong? So again, we can't comment on her relationship. We weren't there. Right. We don't know what went down. But it's just interesting. And this whole narrative we've been given to kind of pick out 
what's true what oh yeah a fib it's just uh it's just kind of the status of reality tv nowadays someone is always going to come out on the internet and spill some tea and you never know which side to believe true that so to go into some insight on the libra which is victoria our book says to attract the libra a person shouldn't hold back on anything because the Libra thinks that much it's much better to do that than too little too late, which I think we saw in Victoria later on when she kind of found out about the conversation Hannah and Maddie had together. And the Libra is in love with the idea of being loved. They're an expert in the art of enchanting men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think about those rumors <laughs> from hometowns. And they're first and foremost an actress. And oh, love, gosh. They love very dramatically, even if there's only an audience of one. And the Libra and the Leo, which is Peter, oh. share this star quality and mentality. But the Leo can star and take attention without distractions, while the Libra just wants to be the brightest star ever. No regard for anything else and the libra also expects others to sense her desires without her declaring them which i feel is very much victoria wow. throughout the season it is too spot on classic libra that's insane mm-hmm. you got that from general libra or in the amorous state i think it was yeah i think it was just how to attract libra oh oh i think so right before the amorous state yeah. section and again, shockingly, Peter tells Victoria there's nothing he need- she needs to work on when they're together. He says, there's nothing you need to work on at all. <sighs> Our chemistry is insane. But what I need is oh that 100% God. confidence <sighs> that I can always count on you. Does this all boil down to Peter just wanting to have sex with Victoria? Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's his endgame this week. Is that all there is? Ugh. Petey, Petey, Petey. Petey, Petey. What did I say? <laughs> what would Barb say? Yeah. Barb. Who makes Barb cry? <laughs> we'll find yeah. out soon. And Victoria says uh, that in the past, she didn't feel good enough for her ex. And Peter tells her that there isn't a reason. Well, Peter tells her that there is a reason she must have not felt good enough. And Victoria says that she just questions everything. And she kind of goes back to old habits and says... I don't know what you want. And Peter gets very firm with her. Again, it's kind of the intense Pete that we saw at Hometowns last week. He says that her getting into her head needs to stop and that he's asking because he cares. And I could see through these little insights into Pete, I could see him being pretty well adjusted in similar situations in a healthy relationship like say if a couple was arguing and it Mm -hmm. was kind of a mutual thing where they were both airing their grievances and both dictating properly about what was the issue and what they wanted i could see peter being a good communicator in that sense but when his partner is victoria who is just so all over the place and not specifying what the issue is and kind of gaslighting him it's just hard to watch Yeah, totally. I think um, to further that a little, when I was looking at Pete's decan, um, I think something under his was that uh, Leo's under that decan are like clear, um, very like clear thinkers. And I I think 
you know, in like a relationship, there's always someone in a dispute or whatever that kind of brings you back to reality and grounds you. And I can see Pete doing that in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. This is just on another yeah. level. And again, explaining why he might be keeping her around. Leos have loyalty <sighs> beyond no. question. And something that I was also thinking of, which I think we've mentioned briefly before, Hannah Brown is also a Libra. She talked about her feelings and not feeling worthy enough on The Bachelorette. So just throwing it out there, is Pete seeing kind of a similar neediness in Victoria that he liked in Hannah? And maybe he's trying to seek that out again, whether or not he's aware of the astrological similarity? What, why, why would he be seeking out this neediness in the first place? I don't know. Well, maybe I feel like Hannah was a bit more receptive when people mm-hmm. were maybe trying to comfort yeah. her. I'm thinking and I guess, especially with Peter and Tyler. Yeah. They were very responsive to and her. Pete talks a lot about wanting to be a giver. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can ride that to an extent. Yes, and deep down, Pete Pete just loves the drama because he tells, he he (laughs) He says that their conversation was, quote, freaking real. Exactly (laughs) what they both needed. (laughs) And this drives Victoria to cry in her interview and say, I couldn't be more grateful for him, and I'm just lucky. I didn't know it was possible for someone to be so good. I love him so much. I put him through so much. And we do get a morning after shot of them at their little cabin and in their bed. And when they're cuddling the next morning, Peter says, this is exactly of what I think think it will be when we can just catch a break. And it's just us. I mean, I don't know. When I see the term catch a break, I kind of think of it more as (laughs) like the universe (laughs) is just throwing you tough stuff and the person that you're in a relationship isn't the one doing it and you're not doing it this is like both of you making this break free existence right now like Pete if you commit you're never catching a break Mm -mm. and Victoria tells him she was falling in love before but now she's in love and she tells the camera (laughs) we're so connected now he's just my person and all she sees is the future with him and Peter tells the camera, I have all the confidence in the world with her right now. I knew, I know that we can be really, really good together, but he still says that he's in love with three women right now. Dun, 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 dun. And crazy. Victoria goes back to the hotel where Hannah and Maddie have not left their couch. <laughs> and she calls her date productive. And Madison leaves to get ready for her date. And the vibe that she kind of leaves behind prompts Victoria to tell Hannah Ann that was weird. I hate her little comments like yeah. that. It was all. And did you hear Hannah told Victoria when she walked in, you're so skinny. Like, when was the last yeah. time someone commented that to you in a good way? Kristen, that's when I texted you and I said, I really don't like these exchanges between oh, them. yeah. So I weird. thought it was more about like the weird stilted ones where it was like, oh, you're so cute and you're so tan. And right as Hannah Ann walked in from having sex with Peter. So, yeah, the, <laughs> I was the, like, yeah, glow. she's got that glow. <laughs> but yeah, those two. And then the skinny comment, I was like, who 
what, what friends would talk to each other oh, that way? So it, weird. Very strange. So then we move into the long-awaited Maddie date of Fantasy Sweet Week. Maddie is born on March 25th, so she's a first decan Aries. Um, and first decan Aries are both ruled by Mars, and then their sub-ruler is also Mars. So in terms of their personality, it gives them a little bit of extra force and impact. Um, first decan Aries are, quote, impetuous and energetic and tend to throw themselves into activities with all their heart. They're also people of conviction. They will never take an action that they think is wrong. And their best quality is their ability to inspire others, mm -hmm. which is like so cute. And I really see with Maddie as like a team player. Yeah. You know, and I feel like oldest of three sisters. I feel like she's such a good yeah. big sister. I feel yeah. like her little sisters probably idolize her. And then her job description, she's like a foster parent recruiter. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. We love Maddie. So, honestly, of all of the dates, this one is like my kind of date. Scaling the side of a building 90 stories up, I'm here for it. Like Mary-Kate and Ashley and our lips are sealed. <laughs> Only it was a bridge in Sydney and our lips are sealed. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so here we are climbing up these 90 stories. And Madison's not feeling great about where she left things with Peter. Um, but she has to see if their relationship will grow to higher heights <laughs> or come crashing down. But I'm bum. Um, she says, sometimes the wind is against you, the world is against you, but you keep taking these steps because once you get to the top and you see that view, it's all worth it. Great metaphor, Maddie. That was good. Again, <laughs> we love it. We're all about the action. Let's go, Maddie. Um, back, back at headquarters, um, <laughs> Hannah and Victoria are talking about Madison now that she's gone. Um, and Victoria says that she's been that Maddie throughout this journey has been very confident. And now there's um, starting to see the doubt creep into her. She keeps going back and forth and is really struggling um, with the idea of moving forward with P and this whole fantasy suite situation. Um, and Hannah tells Victoria about the convo that she had with Madison previously. And they talked about, um, back, you know, post-rose ceremony at the hangar, um, when she was talking to Peter about her expectations for the week and moving forward, and Victoria, I she, like, turns on the tude sometimes. Yes. Like, her tonality is insane. And she was like, what? So she didn't tell him she was saving herself for marriage. So basically, Madison told Peter her expectations for him with intimacy for her and us. It's kind of an ultimatum. To question somebody, put them on the spot about other relationships that are private, that doesn't sit well with me. I don't think that's right, no matter what your morals or values are. Yikes. Mm. Big yikes. And again, um, thinking about those rumors of what Victoria did, oh. morals and values, I don't know. <laughs> She doesn't care about your morals mm. and values because <laughs> she, she doesn't have any. Mm. Um, I didn't say it. She did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> uh, cool. 
Okay, so now we're back. We're back to Maddie and Pete. And Madison says that today gave her a lot of confidence and clarity about where she stands with Peter. Um, but there's still a lot that she needs to figure out with him. Um, so here we are at like the night dinner portion of their date. Madison says to Peter that the last thing I wanted to do was put you in an uncomfortable position. Coming into this week is really hard for you for a lot of different reasons. I want to be as honest about everything as I can be. So she tells Pete that she made a commitment to herself when she was younger that she wanted to save herself from marriage. Because that day, um, the day that I say I do to the person I want to spend my life with, he's getting all of me, body, soul, spirit. Um, and she doesn't expect other people to make the same decision that she has, but she does expect that at this point, and she means um, at this point in a relationship with someone, she would like for the other person to take her decision personally and think about how it will affect the future of their relationship, which I was like, word. Yeah, I think she voiced herself so clearly. There's a lot of comparison of her, not requests, but just her opinion to mm -hmm. Luke P on The Bachelorette right. last week. And oh, there's a lot of online opinions about it. And I think some of them actually went very extreme trying to call out a double standard between the treatment of it with Maddie versus Luke. But I think the main difference is that, well, one, Luke had been antagonistic the whole season. And this is mm -hmm. the first that we've seen Maddie voice something so serious. But right. Luke also made his view of the whole sex before marriage thing as a comment on Hannah's worth, not his own. Well, Madison was just talking about herself and treating it as if it was a genuine relationship, even Absolutely. though there are these two other people. I think she had this very real world mentality for something that just doesn't work with what The Bachelor asks of people. No, no, yeah. Um, real world mentality in terms of... In terms like, of not expecting the guy that's going to propose to you okay. having slept with someone like a week okay. before yeah okay that. yeah that. <laughs> but also just being in a serious relationship with someone and expecting them to understand your expectations for the relationship and how it's going to go okay got it cool and Peter respected her views on that. He said, I respect the hell out of you for making that commitment to yourself to save that for marriage. And that's such a beautiful thing in my eyes. And that's not me. <laughs> We're different in that card. <laughs> so basically, yeah, but no. <laughs> but no. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'll always respect your views on that. And I'm not saying that we have to have that be the same. But what are your expectations for me then? And again, Maddie wasn't being too specific again it's kind of a question of in this bachelor bubble what like how specific can you be how is it going to be edited how is it going to be twisted how are producers going to influence you in the moment as you're saying this and like i said before madison can say yes to an engagement knowing that he slept with other women especially having slept with them a week before the proposal and Madison says that she's trying not to come across as just mental, 
but those are just her expectations in life. And she says, if you were down on your knee and six days before you slept with someone else, I can't wrap my mind around that. Which, you know, rightfully so. Yeah, and that line had me thinking a lot about um, the beginning of this season and the women questioning whether or not Pete was really over Hannah mm -hmm. and was in the right mindset to even begin this journey as a bachelor. So I can see where Maddie's coming from for sure. And, yeah. and again, it's like a, it's renewing that skepticism. Yeah. And Madison says that she doesn't want details about what Peter has done with the other women because it's not comfortable for her to ask. And Peter kind of mumbles, uh -huh. I'm not comfortable. And it was kind of the first <laughs> instance of, a clash between them not necessarily a clash in beliefs but just a clash like in the moment of like oh they're not getting along at this point and madison yeah. says that she's doing her best and trying hard to put herself in his shoes but she doesn't know how to let go of things she knows she needs in relationships and she doesn't want to feel like the bad person for the standards that she has because she's proud of herself and her choices and i think regardless of what you think of her beliefs and how she's choosing to phrase them i think it was very admirable for a woman who's only 23 to be voicing this so clearly and concisely and very calmly yeah very like confidently too mm -hmm. i really really admire yeah and she says no i'm not okay with a guy to be kissing other women but i fought and i've gotten to this place and i've sacrificed a lot and compromised myself but you're worth it and i'm fighting and i'm still fighting this is one thing. That's why I voiced it to you. Mm, so one pretty thing. intense. Yeah. Which again, in the real world, maybe wouldn't be as big of a deal. But in this situation, I don't know. Yeah. And Peter says, I don't want this to feel like it's all about the sex right now, but it's really a big thing for us. I'll just be very honest. I have been intimate and I can't lie to you about that. But Peter says that he can see them together at the end plot twist he yeah. says coming into this week i could see that with other people too i hate that i can say that to you but that's just the truth right now and this prompts maddie to excuse herself for a second kind of decompress she seems a little teary pete uh -huh. is getting teary at the table and again kind of going back to all of that online comparison of maddie and luke i think yes it's a very different debate when you're talking about whether it's the man or the woman in the scenario but right. again I think it really boils down to Madison is kind of putting this more on herself than Luke commenting that Hannah isn't worthy if she has had sex with other men oh yeah 100% I think that comes across really clearly and mm -hmm. it's just like a different vibe to this conversation like with Luke and Hannah he entered that whole thing trying to make things hostile mm -hmm. I believe or they may have already been hostile Maddie is not about that at all yeah yes exactly and Madison tells the cameras, I feel really hurt and really let down. He knew coming into this that there was a chance he could lose me if he made certain decisions. And he made them anyways. Which was the point where I wouldn't say I started turning on her. But then I was like, okay, like she's too grounded for 
this particular situation right now because it's just the way the show works and she's saying things that will be totally valid in the real world but in this situation it's like you knew what you were getting into I yes but I feel like she at this point was just banking so much on the connection that they had already established Mm -hmm. you know so for her it was just really going to be a testament of you know how earlier in the episode Pete was like, I need to see if she's at the same level I'm at. I feel mm-hmm. like this was her her test for him. Yeah. Comes back to Aries wanting to meet men on equal terms. And Aries woman wants to be understood and appreciated for their unique qualities. And that's what she's asking Pete to do for her now. Yeah. And again, kind of thinking about this on a broader level. She's mentioned how important her faith is to her. If Peter is reacting this way to this Mm -hmm. fact about herself that she's very proud of and very secure in, can a relationship last if this is how this particular aspect of their relationship started out? Along with this scenario, our book says that you can attract an Aries by not having a faint heart. It says that a faint heart never wins the Aries, which... Peter kind of became in this situation. He wasn't really able to speak firmly on the matter, which I think is a combination of his conflicting feelings for the other women and just his position as a lead with a very structured show format. But the Aries needs more than just the physical, and no Aries is in doubt about what to do in a situation. And our book says you'll get a forthright, black and white, no quibbles or invasions answer. Mm-hmm. which is very much Maddie in this situation. Yeah. And Peter goes out to find Maddie outside. She cries in his arms. He's also getting emotional. And he says that he's sorry and hates this situation and how tough it must be for her. But he can't lose his, He can't lose her. And he asks her to say something. And Madison, <sighs> you know, God bless her, she does try to vocalize how she's feeling. She says, I felt really hurt in there. I can't change who I am. I can't change what I believe in, what I stand for. I can't change that. I don't want to feel bad for having that and being that. And Peter asks her not to walk away, (laughs) saying, I know I'm not perfect. I'm not even close. But if you can honestly say that you see you and me together forever, don't walk away. Please don't walk away from this. And again, at Pete uh, with those lines. We were like, uh, I want all of this you is forever. Here. <laughs> I wrote you a letter every day for a job. And then, and then what happens, Kristen? Dramatic. In the notebook or on the dramatic. <laughs> no, here. After oh. Pete says the, that line. And he says, what do you need to do? And Madison oh. walks away from him and says nothing. She walks away. Walks away yeah, and the episode bro. ends. What's going to happen? And we leave that Maddie walking away again. First he can't. First he can Aries. Um, quote, a person of conviction, you will never take an action that you think is wrong. Mm. Is Maddie is Maddie moving forward in this relationship? She might be going her own way, yeah. which segues into <laughs> our tweet. Our tweet. Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. It's all yes. roses. <laughs> and um, next week's episode, 
we get a I'm preview. honestly confused about. Yes. Well, we'll, we get a preview of Hannah Ann and Victoria at the rose ceremony. Maddie's nowhere to be found. They're asking like, oh, where is she? And Hannah Ann is crying in an interview about wanting to feel chosen. Pete looks miserable and says that maybe he went about this week the wrong way. And then it segues into women tell all teas. So basically, I think we're going to get the rose ceremony and then women tell all. Oh, that's going to be a normal length episode, I hope. Okay, yeah. And, and I'm okay with, like, a, you know, 30-minute rose ceremony, hour and a half women tell all. That's I'm pretty standard. I'm not looking forward to this women tell all. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll see. A lot of people we don't like. Yeah. Kelsey for Bachelorette. I'm, I'm still it. Yeah, come on. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for Fantasy Sweet Week. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.